Alright, back on Fizz Radio, Tim Leonard now joined alongside Wes Brown, who's a writer for NBAProspects.com. You can find him on Twitter at Wes Blair Brown. Wes, thanks so much for joining us. You made some news with your Twitter page this week in regards to O'Shea Brissett and how he performed at the Combine. You said that he was now projected, based on what NBA scouts are telling you, to be a late first, early second round pick, which is Quite the rise for Brissett. We now know he is officially staying in the NBA draft. But what specifically did those NBA scouts tell you in regards to his game that allowed him to make that kind of a rise? Well, I think the number one thing was he showed he could play without the ball. He could spread the floor. And most of all, he could shoot. I don't think they realized the level that he could shoot at. So, you know, they have shooting drills, but also in game. Uh, They said he was doing a great job just spreading the floor and knocking down shots. Obviously, he did well enough from the G League Combine to make it to the NBA Combine. Uh, so so that was the number one thing, his shooting. It's interesting because obviously his sophomore year, his shooting numbers were a little bit down. He kind of shied away from the three-point shot a little bit later on. But, you know, that's always been there. We've always seen flashes with Brissett. As someone who is doing your job now covering NBA prospects and also was an NBA scout back in the day, what would you say is his NBA ceiling at this point? Well, I think he'll be a role player. He could be a starter because of his length, his versatility on defense. I mean, he tested, I think, at 6'8 with a 7-foot-plus wingspan. Um, So I don't know if he'll ever be more than a role player. You know, he showed flashes, like you said. He showed flashes of being able to score from all three levels uh, at Syracuse, but never really did it consistently. And I don't think he added actual specific role of, all right, you're going to come out here and do this and this. And that was a bit of the issue. Whereas now I, uh, I think I see that if he can spread the floor, defend, switch a lot, uh, just hit just hit, hit shots that are open and, and not have to play with the ball or anything that – that's how he projects to the next level. Would you say that's his biggest question mark right now is his shooting? Is that what NBA scouts are looking at for him to kind of prove? Well, I think they were really impressed with his shooting last week, and and maybe that's no longer the biggest issue. I think the number one thing was that he shot such a low percentage at Syracuse, and the question is why. I mean, I watched a lot of their games, and sometimes it looked like he could really shoot and was making good decisions, but he was never consistent, obviously, and that was always the knock on him. Um, so I think teams are most worried about his motor and uh, knowing his role, kind of. But the shot, I think, is less of a question mark and more so uh, can you fill a role that's defined and not try to do anything outside of it? Can you consistently give me the effort that we're looking for? So if his ceiling one day is maybe a starter down the road, I know a lot of people have kind of compared him as sort of a 3 and D guy right now, but where do you see him in five years' time? Yeah, no, I don't think he'll ever be more than that. Again, the, the inconsistency issue, uh, and, and you saw at Syracuse, not knowing who exactly he was uh, really hurt him and really hurt his shooting, obviously. Uh, so 
I think in a much more defined role, he can succeed. And, you know, we'll go from there. I would say he'll probably be a 3 and D guy for his career, which is a great thing to be. Every team needs those guys. Uh, They're usually hard workers. So, you know, if he can improve, be more consistent defensively, I think that's who he is. Talking with Wes Brown here. You can follow him on Twitter at Wes Blair Brown, a former NBA scout that now writes for NBAProspects.com. So we now know Brissett's gone and kind of shifting gears to next year for Syracuse. You follow a lot and you have your feet in the Canadian camp a lot. And obviously a guy that's coming in next year, Quincy Garrier to Syracuse, is drawing a lot of comparisons to Brissett simply because they are both Canadian prospects. I saw on your website you have him as the number one Canadian recruit. I'm assuming that's through sort of an NBA lens. But how does his game compare to Brissett's? Yeah, just so you know, I actually run the top Canadian scouting service. Uh, so I've really pretty much helped teams at every level from NCAA to NBA, Europe, learn about the Canadian guys. Um, so like you said, if you go on my website, nbaprospects.com, you'll see Garrier's the number one guy. He's got great size for a wing. He's a really good shooter, creates his own shot well. Uh, he's just a pure scorer. So he's not really like Brissett, who I think projects as more of a 3 and D guy without the ball. I think Garrier succeeds much more with the ball and will handle more of a Tyus Battle-type role uh, next year and I would think would be one of their leading scorers. So would you say that his, I mean, obviously he's got a couple less inches than Brissett, but when yeah. he was coming out of school, Brissett was, that is, How did who was better in your eyes from watching both of them, Gary or Brissett? Well, the thing is, I'm much more co- uh, comfortable saying Brissett fits better because Brissett is a better athlete, Brissett is longer, and Brissett doesn't need the ball to succeed. Right. Whereas Garrier does. Garrier is a scorer that creates his own shot with the ball and uh, doesn't really space the floor yet. Uh, Garrier is a much better shooter. So, you know, you could project Garrier as a stretch three uh, shooter, but uh, I would say Garrier much more skilled, but uh, uh, O'Shea fits the role a little more. And then from an NBA perspective, what would be the question marks around Garrier? Is it more defensively because you mentioned all his offensive attributes? Yeah, the, the, the question would be, is he a good enough shooter to play off ball and, and stretch the floor at an NBA rate? Uh, because he's probably not going to be one of those guys that has the ball in his hands consistently. Uh, again, he, he's a great scorer, but he needs the ball to succeed. Uh, and, you know, I don't know if he's going to be that guy at that level. I don't know if he's athletic enough to be that guy. Uh, defensively, too, yeah, he, he's not an elite athlete. He's a good athlete, uh, but he's more of a basketball player that, you know, has good footwork to create his own shot and, you know, takes long strides. He's strong with the ball, but, but you know, again, not an elite athlete. So, the question for him would probably be athleticism and can he fit a role that's less than what he's used to playing. He's not ranked on ESPN's 100 right now, and obviously that was the same way with Brissett. Being a Canadian guy, you don't get as many looks. He's 115 on 247sports.com in that 2019 class. But if he was a United States guy that got a little more eyeballs on him, where do you think he'd fall in a ballpark range for the ESPN 100? Probably in the top 30. Really? Um, for ESPN, they only rank the guys playing in the U.S. 
so uh, they don't put any of the Canadian guys in. Um, but uh, 24-7 sports, I mean, look, they had, none of them have gotten a good enough look at any of these guys probably, and there probably aren't many that have seen the comparison. Uh, for me, having seen a lot of the American guys, I can tell you Gary or Fitz in terms of size, shooting, scoring. I mean, there's, there's no way at any level in the U.S someone could stop him he, he would be scoring everywhere so I would think he'd be a top 30 guy probably somewhere in the 20s and obviously a lot of this depends on sort of what his role is next year with Syracuse and whether Jim Beheim gives him some breathing room a little bit or not but would you say he has a chance of going one and done based on him being kind of in that top 30 range for you yeah I would think he can go one and done if he starts right away and and scores the way I think he can uh, I think uh, I think I'll be one and done. Cool. Well, Quincy Garrier, a lot to look forward to with him. In regards to Tyus Battle, before we let you go here, he's obviously still kind of going through that draft process right now after finishing up his junior year. What have you heard in regards to him from NBA scouts, and do you think he has a chance of getting drafted at this point? Yeah, I think he has a chance of getting drafted. Um, Look, he's got great size for the position. He's a combo guard. You know what? He's probably six six. He's a good athlete. He's a downhill attacker. Again, the problem with him is can he play without the ball? He always played as a primary ball handler, even though he's not really a true point guard at uh, at Syracuse. So we'll have to see if he can learn to play without the ball and stretch the floor because there's no way they're going to give him those opportunities. I mean. He showed his shot selection, needed improvement. He shot okay from three, but uh, there's a lot of room for improvement, and I think a lot of that comes from decision-making more so than his actual shooting ability. So, you know, because of his size, I think a team might take a chance on him late in the second round, and there's a chance that he ends up making it. Uh, There's a lot of bigger guards that can succeed if they, you know, have a smaller defined role, but we'll see if he can figure that out and shoot well enough in some of the workouts that someone takes a chance on him. All right, that's Wes Brown. You can follow him on Twitter at Wes Blair Brown and also read all his stuff on NBAProspects.com. Wes, thanks so much for taking some time. Thank you. I appreciate it.